You can't run. You can't hide. And you know the fucking car won't start, because... Duh! There is no escape from horrible horror. Movies so bad, they're scary. Survive the next hour with Marshall Hampton and Aaron Southworth, if you dare. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the show where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing today? I am doing good now. Aaron's been singing for the last Hampton, five minutes. Marshall I'm doing good. I can't stop singing. Got a little tune stuck inside my head. All right. Uh, it is back to school week. You know, it is that time of year. Everybody's going back to school. College, grade school, high school. So to celebrate that, we... Dug up another uh, a shitty horror movie that deals with a school. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. It's, at, it's set in a school. It's set at a school. Uh, we watched Terror at Baxter U. Terror at Baxter U. This is a super independent movie. Big uh, time. Big time indie. Uh, it's originally, I think, trying to figure out the dates of when this thing was actually made was a bit challenging. I've seen many different dates on this. According to the end credits, which is yeah, what I went by, me too. Uh, it was made in 2002. That's what I got as well. But it wasn't released on DVD until January 31st, 2006, is what I figured found out. Um, so because when I looked on IMDb, also it said something about 2005. Yeah, I it's there's a lot of different dates on this. So regardless, I, I'm going early 2000s. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much where. Who I'm knows when we start filming? Maybe it was late 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, you see that some computers those people are using. God damn, those are old. Yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's average length, you know, nothing special. It was written by Bill Vincent, directed by Jeff Burton, and uh, it's part of the Brain Damage Films catalog. Which, and they've got a lot. Yeah, they have a. They're like, like one of the kings, I guess, of indie, like super indie horror movies of all genres. Um, the cast is shit in this movie. Uh, the, pretty much everybody is just like their one and done thing, or they, they're mostly like worked. They've never acted before. The only person worth somewhat, even I guess, kind of mentioning is uh, Professor Harold Moxie, who is played by Bill Vincent, the guy who wrote this. <laughs> uh, and the only thing he's notable for, and at all, is that he played uh, fake Shemp in the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness movies way back in the eighties. Um, that's it. Yeah. Everybody else, there's nothing about this cast that needs to be talked about at all. Um, so, but the other things I will mention is, besides directing this movie, Jeff Byrne was a man wearing many, many hats for this. He he was the he was one of the producers. He did the cinematography. He did the music. He was also the film's editor, which. That guy, I, just for that, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, that's pretty um, bad. He helped with the special effects, and he was the camera operator. Goddamn. He pretty much made this movie one-handed, he basically. He carried this on his back. Yeah. And just for a shot, I thought this was funny. There is uh, 
one person credited as male student. That's always great as, but was played by Chris Sample. Ooh. So I was like, like hey. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Chris Samples is a horrible horror family. He's yeah. uh, subbed in quite a bit for us. Uh, Unfortunately, this is just Sample without the S. Not Samples. Not Samples. It's Chris Sample. Yeah, but still, I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. Well, we get more Sample for our buck. We get Samples. Yes, we do. Much better. We, we do. I'll take that. I'll take Samples any day. Uh, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I, um, and I think we already know what you're going to uh, say. Uh, before we even get, like, I don't know about what... You, I found it on, uh, it's on Amazon, and if you have a Prime member, it's free with a Prime membership. It's also, it says it's on YouTube, but I didn't. I just went straight to Amazon and I watched it there. Okay, yeah. I don't know, if it's on YouTube, I don't know if it's in one one piece or if it's like all broken up yeah, or whatever. I didn't even look. But, so if you watch on Amazon, then you know what I'm going to be talking about. Before the movie even starts, I have never seen this before in any other movie. Now, this you know, when one, you buy is... DVDs or whatever, you get trailers attached but this is the movie itself opens with like a five minute infomercial for brain damaged films, uh, which is the company that distributes this movie on DVD. Yeah. And, and this guy looks like he wa- tried. He tried to like walk out of the Matrix. Oh God, yes. But it just was pretty ridiculous. He, he looks like he should have been a cast member in a, a, a sweatshop. He looked like one of those awful people from Sweatshop. Right, right. I mean, he's, like a blade extra in a club. Yeah, he's like yeah. decked out in all black, like a long black trench coat. Like individual spikes. Yes, yeah, spiky in his hair, hair goatee. You know, he's wearing dark sunglasses in a dark room. piercing. He had fucking baby pins through his ears. Yes, he did. And he was wearing sunglasses, and he was talking like this the yeah. whole time. time. I thought it was a part of the movie. I thought I it was a too. joke. I did too. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a fucking joke. And what is it? I'm like, oh, oh, shit, they're serious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, I get you're trying to sell your movies. And, like, you know, you could be like, hey, you know, check out Bring Dance. You know, talk normal. Like, hey, we're here. Bring Dance. We've got these movies coming out. Check it out. But he talks like everything's so intense. Like, Sunday, Sunday, oh, Sunday. My favorite is, like, we are the premiere. And we have had hundreds of emails from around the, the world. world. North America, South America, Europe, <laughs> and Russia, and <laughs> Asia. Oh my god, it's so bad. I, I'm just like, okay, uh, when is this going to end? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it just kept going and going and going. And the like, the, the camera was like getting up in his face and moving back and kind of... They were trying to make it extreme. It, it, was, it, it was almost like an ECW kind of, it uh, kind of was. promo or something. <laughs> you know, like like way back in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, now, I remember seeing, when I heard Brain Damage, I was like, okay, I've seen, where have I heard Brain Damage films before? I've heard that. And then I was oh, there are ones who've also helped distribute other horror movie, ho- horrible horror alumni movies, such as After School Massacre and Alice in Murderland. Oh, God. So... <laughs> Fuck's, fuck's sake. Yeah. So, all right. Once that's finally over with, the movie proper finally starts. And it's opens- pretty hilarious, though. If you're not going to watch, if you're going to watch anything from this movie, at least watch that. <laughs> Honestly, it's just it's just so unique and weird. Uh, so we open with this college couple making out in like a dorm room, and of course the girl hears something, which brings the makeout session to a well, screeching halt. They smelled something. Was it smell? They smelled something. Now, this was a little different. She goes, what's that smell? She goes, "You." Sm-. she stops making out, and she's like, they're in their underwear. It looks like they're about to hook up. Yeah. She's like, do you smell that? And he's like, oh, yeah. 
She goes, I thought it was you. He's like, fuck that. And he gets <laughs> up. And then they go start looking around. That's the first time I've seen a horror movie where they get stopped by a smell. smell. Yeah. It's I'm almost a... always a sound. Yeah. It's always like a clunk, bump, boom, breeze, what have you. And the girl always goes, what did you hear that? Oh, God. The guy's like, this time, no. It's something fucking stinky. Uh, so, of course, the girl sends her makeout buddy out to go see what's going on. And which of course he does because he just wants to get laid, so he's he's gonna do anything. And he wanders around the dark hallways of the dorm, which again I call this bullshit because not once have I ever been in an occupied dorm where the hall lights are turned off, and because this would be a massive safety hazard. Well, for you this find school. out it's not a dorm. It's not a dorm. It's it's the school building. Oh. They're in an office. They're in a school office. Making yeah, that's couch. right. They do mention that. Like it turns out to be like one of the like, administration yeah, buildings or something. Not, it's not the dorm. Um. But which is funny because actually my very next door was this dorm looks more like an administration building than yeah, a dorm. Yeah, well, yeah, but we find it out, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so the guy's wandering around the hallway, and suddenly the view, the camera switches like this first person POV, POV red. Uh, yeah, and it's red and blurry. Red and kind of blurry, kind of uh, you know, almost like tracking type of. Yeah, like it's it's like a cheap man's not even predator. No, I don't know. It's it's a shitty effect, and the. The camera like rushes up on the guy standing at the hallway intersection, and it's really hard to see any details. It's like no, more it's like blocks. So, yeah, it's yeah. so blurry uh-huh. and, and out of focus that it's almost like gives you a headache trying to figure out you what you're really, looking at. Really have a hard time focusing on what's yeah. happening. And so apparently, this whatever this red force is yanks this guy so hard out of sight that he's lifted up off the ground. The girl sees this and she turns, she runs, and like all. Proper shitty horror movie. She runs straight up the stairs instead of out the fucking front door. She tried. She tried no, going. but the very first thing she see, you see her running up the stairs before she even gets to a door. She tries to go out a door. She tries to go out the front door. It's locked. She's trying to go out several do- She's banging on doors, hoping someone's around still. She's trying. Everything's locked, and she's in her underwear. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that slide. I, at the, okay, well, first of all, if everything's locked, how do they get in this building in the first place? They even tell you later. They have a key. Oh, He's a I, TA. I, I, I missed it. Someone I, was not paying attention to this movie, Marshall. No, I, I won't lie. I, there is some stuff I was just like. Um, so. I'll be here to point out your foibles. Never mind. If they had a key, she could get Fuck it. Anyway. So the girl, you know, she's in her bra pants running through the, all throughout the building. And while she's running, we get spliced in shots of the guy being dragged away, leaving like this large trail of blood behind him. Um, every door she comes to is locked. Uh, and. Again, it switches to the blurry red POV and as the camera chases after her. And, again, this effect is just fucking awful. It's so blurry and monochromatic that you can't tell what's happening. You can't. Monochromatic. Very good use of the word. Yeah. And it's like, it, like I said, or I just, just, it started giving me a headache just because my eyes were like, couldn't, it just hurt my eyes. Um, so, regards to the girl, she falls to the ground and she's overtaken by the blurry red shit. And now starts the seizure-inducing visual vomit that is a series of images that just flash so fast you can't tell what the fuck you're looking at. It goes really fast. It's like do 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 do. It's like it's like a faster than a machine gun. Yeah. The like, only oh. image I was able to pick out out of this whole thing was like what looked like a man in a tuxedo or a man in a black suit, which yeah, made no, no sense. And has no bearing on the rest of the movie. Uh, so the girl's body, or what is left of it, is thrown over the balcony oh, and falls several stories down. My God. And the dummy used for this is so bad, fucking shitty. It's stiff as a board. It is. It is super stiff. Stiff as a board. They throw it over, 
and it's it's not even the right size. No, it's not one. It's not even a. I don't think it's even a woman's body. Yeah, it's got no head, and the chest cavity is ripped open. Uh, yeah, the chest the chest cavity is it's ripped open, so it's made to look like you know you see like ribs and like intestines or something like but the, they're the clearly like plastic yeah, it, yeah. Or, like, or foam or something right i mean honestly if it was a real the way this thing by falls you know some of these things would be flopping out or, or come blood out. would be yeah, somewhere it's, there's yeah. no blood there's nothing it's just it's solid piece it's yeah. a solid piece of dummy so um <laughs> i mean i read the body part plummets to the ground it's as stiff as and i said insert your own joke here <laughs> so <laughs> as stiff as insert your joke here uh Anyway, it. yeah. Uh, so blackout. Now we roll the title card. My first thought was the wiener, but you know, yeah, like, that's just a too easy. It's too easy. So that's why I said insert your own joke. Yeah, uh, come with your own joke at home, people. Stiff uh, wieners. So that's, we that's fade gross. in on the campus of Baxter U the next morning. Cops and paramedics are taping off the scene, and various students stand around watching. Uh, so. We're all introduced. Not, not we're to perf- Are we introduced to Chris Sample? Is this student number one? I don't know which the, one Sample The guy is. with the fucking goatee? Who knows? <laughs> he's like he's a character who actually has lines, but we never see him again. That yeah, must be, it, maybe that, that is must Chris, be Chris Sample. Uh, so we're introduced now to Professor Harold Moxie, this o- an older elderly man, uh, and Professor Cassandra Dregstone. Who looks like a fat Hillary Clinton. Yes. Yeah. She's a very she's short, plump woman who comes off as a stuffy and like borderline just mean and bitchy. To oh, everybody. it's fucking ridiculous how mean she is. I mean, this is a murder in your university. People are showing up and like, ah, God, oh, you know, and she's just like, ugh, students are animals. Yeah. Everyone get back, back to, to work. Cl- yeah. Get back to class. I don't have time for this. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. Uh, yeah, exactly. She, she <laughs> shoes all the onlookers after calling them animals. Moxie enters his office. And Moxie, he's like, oh, dear, this is so disturbing. Yeah, oh. Moxie. He's got, he's got some, you know, feelings at least. But, yeah, you know, fat Hillary Clinton has nothing no, to do no. with it. So maybe he's just like Hillary Clinton. No feelings. <laughs> uh, at least she fakes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Moxie enters his office where he finds the body of the boy hanging above his door. like On the piping. On like, the piping. Yeah. Above, and he says, oh, no. Not, not again. again, and then he faints. Not again. Like, how many times has he walked into his office and found like a bloody body right. lying around? <laughs> like, is this a like old hat for him? Like, what does yeah. that mean? Oh no, not again. <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah, the cops continue taking pictures of the crime scene. Paramedics remove the headless fucking dummy, <laughs> while some creepy janitor watches on muttering some incoherent gibberish. Oh, my I, God. The, the sound of this movie kind of sucks. The janitor's name is Snapes. Yeah, okay. I just call him Janet because I just never paid attention to his name. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't take notes. You did. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Snapes, the janitor, is so Renfield. Oh, he, I do not know that. He is, t- he t- he is Renfield. fucking Renfield to a T. Yeah. He didn't do a bad... I mean, he... It's Renfield. It is. There's, it's, there's it's, nothing no, else to totally it. It's totally Renfield. Um, so now one of the detectives, who, by the way, not wearing any gloves at all, starts to try to pry something out of the, the hand of the dead boy. This detective. and Oh, God, this guy. This fucking detective. I love him. <laughs> I love all the... He makes the stupidest facial expressions. Oh, his... I know. I it just never stops. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, without any regard to proper police procedure... Or does he give a shit about contaminating the crime scene? He just barehanded. Just, give me that shit. Give me that. 
he's finally able to pull free from the, the, the boy's hand what turns out to be some kind of like necklace or talisman or something. And like speaking of the facial expressions, the whole time he's trying to price out, he's making this face that it looks like he's either holding in a massive shit or he just had explosive diarrhea in his pants. He his face is always twisting, contorting. I know. His lips are always sliding around, he's squinting, his eyes are open wide. He's just his face will not stop. Does not stop. It will not stop making ridiculous expressions throughout the whole movie. Oh, and I fucking love it. <laughs> So now we go to this flashback that takes us back to Baxter University of October 1975. And we watch these two overly stereotyped hippie stoner. So off the chart. Whoa, dude. Oh, man. I had sex with Jenny McCarthy last night. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. Well, I don't know why I said Jenny McCarthy. But... <laughs> yeah, dude, you did. Whoa. I'm still oh, right, man. Whoa, yeah, bro. I, yeah, they're smoking weed while talking and, and walking through, like, out the, campus walking over on campus yeah and, oh, we got a phone ringing All yeah right. phone ringing in the background we're just gonna have to ign- just ignore it uh this they spot something off camera and the camera cuts this again this igor looking motherfucker snapes i i didn't realize at first i just yeah. but he's very igor esque he's like no i mustn't i mustn't yeah, and then he, he retreats ex- back into the bushes some more exactly he's, he's ex- you did a very good job no. <laughs> yeah he's renfield yeah and so the stoners find two people lying on a blanket and they they think they're asleep, so Stoner Two tries to wake them up by kicking him in the head. Come on, dude, let's go! <laughs> and the head comes off the body, which is again obviously it's so fake and bad looking. But I just is like, why kick something in the head if you're waking them up? I'm like, that's just a dick move. It is, yeah. Like you could have at least tried like a gentle shake, or like, hey, buddy, or, or nudge him with your nudge, foot, or something. nudge with the foot. But yeah. he just straight up kicks him in the head. And so once Stoner 1 realizes that they're dead bodies, he pukes. But it looks like he's puking up blood. It's, I know, it's so, so red. red. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> he throws up. And the other guy goes, jeez, dude. <laughs> like, That's a serious, you need to have that look. That's like a bad ulcer or something <laughs> no, if you're puking man. up that much blood. You're fucked. <laughs> so in this, now we just jump back to the present where paramedics are working on Moxie, who's waking up from his fainting spell. Yeah, they gave him some And oxygen. again, the detectives stand there making more shitty faces, and, and nothing fucking happens. We cut to a boardroom or a conference room, but it's it's really kind of meant to be a classroom. It's used as a classroom, but it's it's not. It's just a long conference table. Yeah, and seven students are sitting around talking, and they're bullshit, and they're talking. Man, they're, uh, and the clothes they're wearing, it makes me think 90s, man, like yeah, late 90s, 90s, early to, like I mean, early 2000s. Early 2000s, so the, the clothes were probably from the late in the 90s yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're Like mock turtlenecks. Uh, the girls are wearing some. Well, the black guy wears like such like like like, like a like that weird sweater that was so yeah those the weird... giant fucking oversized sweater well, with the he's... weird ass designs on yeah, them. Like, yeah, they yeah. Were big. Not quite a Cosby sweater. No, no, it wasn't bright and colorful, but it had those weird things. Like you see, like I don't want to say Fresh Prince or, but like you see some like a lot of rappers at the time were wearing like yeah, these yeah. big mm-hmm. crazy sweaters. Um, but the sound in this scene is so shit that I can barely talk about what I can. Don't really know what they're talking about, and I don't really care. But all that leads up to is an argument between one of the guys whose name I find out is Marty, and then the one black guy whose name is Vashon. And they, they, the door is fling open and seemingly magically by themselves. Yeah. Keep in mind. And Dragstone enters the room. She tells the students that Moxie's incapacitated and will not be teaching the class for the rest of the semester. What's her name again? Dread? Dreg. D-R-E-G. Dregstone. Dregstone. Pretty cool name. So Dregstone comes in and she's all business yeah. and she's like, 
I'm taking over this class, and the books that Moxie gave you, you need to get new books. And yes, know, and, they, I think I was gonna yeah. because like that's bullshit too. Like, there's no way. And everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Then, first you of know? all, let's just look. That would never happen because all books have to be approved by the college board, or you know, the school board, and all that. You can't just tell them to switch books in the middle of a class. So right off, she's being a bitch. Yeah. Um, then Moxie comes in. Oh, and, and speaking of what, this is also supposed to be a senior level anthropology class. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she starts the class, but yeah, Moxie just shows right up, and he's like, he takes over he's his like, summer I, class. I feel fine. Get out of like, here. So, and yeah. at this point, I'm like, what the fuck was the point of this scene? Like, yeah. why is this scene? There's even a here? lot of those. Um, so now the detectives come in and want to question both of the professors. So they, they go on the hall to talk. While in the classroom, the students are talking about, and, uh, you know, they're getting chit chatting. Basically, they're talking about how, I guess, one of the kids died. One of the guys that got killed was a TA. Yeah. So now they, who's going to be the new TA? I want to be the TA. Yeah. I want to be the TA. Yeah, like that, that Fighting over who's going to be the TA. Yeah, I don't know if that was this conversation. Yeah, there was this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we find out about this one kid named Jason Hardcastle. So we have Dregstone and Hardcastle. Hardcastle. I love these names. And he's like the new kid. And he's got this stuttering he's, problem. He's got a fucking stutter. Which is what? so overdone. It's it's borderline just mind-numbingly annoying. Like, My n- n- name is. It's not like like stuttering. Like I just like I I, I get it out. It's like he can't even Jason. speak. Yeah. Like t- it was it Jimmy from South Park speaks better right. than this guy. <laughs> she I. So basically, the thing is that uh, uh, Jimmy Hardcastle transferred from. Tech. He's a new from tech. Again, from the tech. most generic name mm-hmm. you could possibly have for a college tech. came from tech. Except for maybe just this is at state. Yeah, but state. just tech. And uh, for some reason, Dragstone knows about this. Like what? Like teacher wouldn't know what happened to him at his old uh, school. I hear you became highly sought after, highly regarded. No, like you know, it's like I heard about what happened to you. Like I know. But, what's but she going also on. said he had promise and stuff. But yeah, it's like what? So. No, it's just bullshit. Uh, so. The only other thing to take I take away from this is that the dickish guy Marty he's dating the blonde girl, and in the hallway the cop pulls out a the necklace and he asks the two professors if anyone recognizes it. They both react upon seeing, so you know they're, like, they're both just like, <gasps> yeah, like dude, Moxie almost faints. Yeah, again, he almost falls over. Like he grabs his chest and he's like, oh, you know, he's just stunned. It's yeah, and Dregs and Moxie talk about this this thing, but again, I can't really tell what they're saying. And so, I, all I get out, I was like, oh, I think it's Mexican. That's yeah. the only thing I got out about it's the whole thing. It's a Mexican amulet or something, but they don't, don't, they don't even say exactly what it is. No, they don't. And the cops then ask them if they remember the murders in 1975. Moxie mentions that that was the year that Dregstone first came to Baxter University. That's mm-hmm. uh, um, Now, again, he goes on to mention the blood of the victims and that either the killer drained them of their blood and, you, and used a bucket to carry it off or he drank, drank the it. blood. And again, now, again, Moxie, Moxie has another heart attack after this hearing time, that. He just, he's holding himself up. Yeah. And he goes, Chupacabra. Yeah, he says, somebody about Chupacabra. Chupacabra. And Dregstone says, it's sort of a female vampire. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, hey. whoa. Hold the phones here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Most people know what a Chupacabra is. Where did you hear it. that shit? It's <laughs> not a fucking, like, female vampire walking around on two legs, like, you know, fucking Blade or... Right or Dracula, or it's something. kind of like a. It's more like a demon coyote or yeah, something. it's like a four-legged creature. Right, kind of like in the same mythology as a Bigfoot. Like yeah, not it, it's, been it's seen. all those you know crypto cryptozoology, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So it's this, it's a myth. Yeah, you it's know, of, of like a dog, Bigfoot type of creature. Well, yeah, the, and this brings us, so I guess, to what I 
like basically our horrible horror education moment, which Ooh. isn't even that because I didn't do. There are two different descriptions of a chupacabra, so there's two variations of it. Okay. The first one is reptile-like, and it's said to have leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin with sharp spines or quills running down its back. And it's said to be you know about three to four feet high and stand and stands and hops in a similar fashion to that of a kangaroo. Oh. Which that one I've not I was not familiar with that one. No, no. But number two is the one I think most people are more familiar with is it, is it's kind of a strange breed of wild dog or coyote or something like that. Um, mostly hairless, is pronounced spinal ridge, usually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. And unlike conventional predators, chupacabra is said to drain all the animal's blood and sometimes organs, usually through three holes in the shape of an upside down triangle or through one or two holes. And again, the, the chupacabra also like, like transits like goat killer, goat goat killer, goat, goat killer, goat eater, or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's some mostly they drain goat's blood. They, they feast on the goats. Chupacabra. And so that's it. But it's never been. I've never heard chupacabra refer to as a female vampire running around. Never. Like so. Never. Anyway, the professors just walk off now. This and leave leaving the cops and students behind. So I'm like. Weren't you supposed to be teaching the class? Right, right. And you can also see that, like, uh, Dredgestone and Moxie don't like each other. Yeah, there, there's tension there. But I was like, wait a minute. You were just about to teach a class. You yeah. just fucking left just the class. took like, off. Fuck it. So, uh, but I'm guessing, luckily for them, they they probably both have tenure, so they could get fired anyway. They're yeah, like, fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck class. Um, so the students bicker back and forth again. Vashon calls Marty white boy. And I just, again, I love the stereotype racism in this because... Marty, they, there is some like Marty turned towards the other guy, fat boy, even though he's not fat at all, and he even calls one of the girls a dyke. So they, yeah. again, they're so, overly doing Marty as the asshole. Yeah, who, yeah. No guy would ever really sit around and talk like that in a classroom. That I was like basically being racist, calling people fat, fat calling dykes, people dykes, and then racist commentate. Yeah. Con- like, nobody does that um, <laughs> unless they want to get punched. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. And and he's he's acting like he's a big tough guy, but he's He's just a scrawny fraternity yeah. dude. Like his character's he's a scrawny guy. Like anybody in that class could have kicked his ass right. easily. Even the dyke. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. So Drexel and Moxie are next seen talking with this another man who I think is supposed to be like a dean or something, but and she's basically—he's tra- the head of the program, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. and yeah. Dreadstone comes to talk to him, and this guy is so neurotic and weird. This character portrayal—he can't sit still. He's always wiggling around in his chair. He's picking stuff up. It's breaking. I mean, it's—it's it's such an awkward scene, and it's pointless as well. Yeah, the only thing—the only—the whole point of the scene is that she is trying to convince the head of the department that Moxie's unsuitable to teach class and that she needs he's to take behind over. in the times you know he's yeah. a bad teacher but he's like but the students love him yeah and that that's and that's that's Pretty all much it. it yeah so moxie's back teaching his class once it's over the female detective we saw briefly at the beginning she comes in enters the classroom tells the students to stay put but he lets moxie go um now we jump to a TA who's reading the school paper in Dregstone's office. The Baxter Beagle. The Baxter Bugle. And while Dregstone's working at her desk. And the headline reads, Sex Couple Found Mangled. Sex couple. And again, I'm like, really? Sex couple? Sex couple. I'm pretty sure that would not be printed in the headlines. That's a really weird headline. Yeah. You're right, it did say sex couple. I mean, I don't even say like maybe couple found mangled. Right. But yeah, sure, but not they want to put sex couple mangled on a, in the headline. That's hilarious. So the TA whose name is Irene 
mentioned that the talisman shown in the paper looks a lot like the one in Dragstone's desk. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. Nothing fucking happens. So Moxie now runs into the male detective in the hallway, tells him that the chupacabra must be stopped, and that it always comes out on the Day of the Dead, which then he either says is Halloween or is our Halloween. And so now they're confusing holidays because yeah. the Day of the Dead is not on Halloween. It's in May, isn't it? Th- no, not May. I'm thinking of Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I forget when Day of the Dead is. Yeah. It might be around Halloween or something, but it's not on Halloween. And the whole thing about this, later they say, oh, it's Halloween night. There's a big Halloween party later in the movie. Right, right. So, so all of a sudden it's Halloween. So convenient. And, uh, but the cops are like, I don't believe you, nor do I, but I do believe the killings have something to do with this, referring to the talisman. And the cop goes in to interview the students in the classroom. Um, and this scene, the writing and acting in this scene is just pure doo-doo. It's fucking awful. Day of the Dead begins October 31st. Ends, uh, it's it's a celebration. Ends November 2nd. So, oh, shit. Huh. Okay, it is on how. Well, goddamn. Goddamn. Didn't we just learn something? We There's our educational moment. All right. I was wrong. I didn't think it was on Halloween. I thought they were two different things. I thought so, too. Um, so, anyway, yeah. So, the cop then lets Hardcastle go. Yes, you can is, get out of here. You guys can go as soon as soon as he walks out the door. He shouts after him, "Hardcastle, I need to talk to you. Stop where you're going." What? what? The, why did you even let him go in the first place, you idiot? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> um. So now we jump to like the basement and what's supposed to be like the creepy boiler and maintenance rooms, and they lit the room. And green. Greens, which at first, when, I f- when they first switched, I thought they were using like the night vision function on their camera. It's pretty green. It's so green. And Irene enters looking for the janitor, who's Snapes. nowhere yeah. to be found. She leaves through this door in the back, but the camera just stays in a station stationary in the previous room. And so we don't see her, and the mics, the sound is so yeah, shitty that we can barely... she's going, Snapes, I need you, where are you? But you can barely hear what she's saying. And then she screams. Yeah, so yeah, this whole time she's talking and screaming, we're just straight to the visually stunning image of pipes <laughs> and concrete floors. <laughs> With uh, green lighting. Yeah. Ooh, uh, so a mop I'll... bucket in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> she comes rushing back out of the room, runs towards the door. But the door closes right before she can run For out. For some fucking reason, why is the door? Why did the door close? Yeah, and magical forces, I guess. I, okay, Fuck, it's bullshit. <laughs> so again, we get more images are just spliced into the movie so fast, and <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be scary when it's paired like these random loud screams they throw in there, but it's just really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. And we now we go back to the cop who's interviewing the students about uh, Dan, who's the murdered boy at the beginning. And asked them that what Dan and the girl were doing in Professor Moxie's office that night. Um, and this scene just drags on Man, and on. I gotta tell you, like the first half, the first quarter, or I'd say what first one third of the movie takes place in that room. Or well, close, a, they spent like, a lot of time in that classroom. Yeah, they spent a, a lot, lot of, time. of time in that classroom or in like the hallway or other rooms. And it's like they're always there. Yeah. And it's really. It really makes the movie feel slow. Very slow. Uh, so, yeah, they're asking, you know, what was Dan doing? And they say, yeah, he was a TA who, you know, had access to the office. He was banging some students on the side. He Which, had... again, is so... If they're saying Moxie was banging... The guy no, was, no, like, no, in his not, 80s. Not Moxie. Oh, the TA? No, it was the TA. Okay. Man, you were really having a hard time with this one. I did, cause I was just so, like, I can't... I, I... You were really having a hard time just with what, this just one. Just one... 
got to me, man. man. It got to me. So, okay, let me help you here. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so the TA had – he put he made his uh, his office hours, quote-unquote, from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. They go, pretty late, isn't it? It's like, pretty late, not too late if you want to get some. Apparently, he was banging guys and girls up there. He, <laughs> was, he was getting around quite a bit. Okay. I remember hearing, like, what you're saying. I just – don't re- I don't know. Yeah. I just like not who they're talking. And it's kind of funny. One of the girls confesses that she slept with him. Also, it was, it's the girlfriend of the guy Marty calls fat, but he's not fat. His he's name's a big boy. Chet, he, but he's not like fat. Right, right, right. But yeah, it's Chet's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this the, again the acting, but the acting of Ryan are just fucking atrocious. In it's this. really bad. And for some reason, the girl that was excused along with Hardcastle, she's just back in the room. Like yeah. she's just there. Like I don't understand. And this is the one who admitted to having sex with with uh, the TA, I think. No. Isn't it? No, 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 no. Then what girl? Because he Hardcastle left and with, along with some girl. He said, yeah. you two can leave. No, that girl was gone, and there was an, there's two girls that look almost exactly alike. Okay, and they're sitting that's across from each other. One was dating uh, Marty, or not Marty, but the fat guy, whatever his Chet, name is. Chet. Chet. Was dating Chet. And the other one was the dyke. Oh, all right, I thought they look. They both have. They're both long, dark hair. Long, then. dark hair, wearing sweaters. Okay, you know? so they don't have anything really. One's wearing a dark purple. One's wearing a dark green. All right. Um. So, but fine. The scene finally ends. The cop catches up with Hardcastle. They they talk in the hallway. Hardcastle stutters so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um. In Hardcastle, he, he the cop asks him like why he transferred from tech, and it reveals that. And then the the cop reveals that Hardcastle's dad went to school here as well, uh, and apparently it was a suspect in the murders from nineteen seventy five. Yeah, yeah somehow connected to that. And I'm just like, all I put here is this dear God is acting so bad. I did like this part though, is that Hardcastle goes, "My dad's not, not." He's trying to get out the word a murder, and the cop just looks at him and goes, and just walks away. That was that was pretty that was, funny. That's yeah. probably the best part of this whole movie. <laughs> I will say that he just gave up. And like I don't, I'm done. And the cop, of course, the whole time he's making these stupid, stupid faces. It's <laughs> just. I wish we could show you. It's uh, so ridiculous. Yeah, but so Hardcastle and a blonde girl. Um, they're having a talk on the front steps of the of the building. Really hard to hear. Yeah, again, it. She asks him what the cop wants. He's like nothing. Uh, so she gets him and walks away. But then for some reason he lets out. They think I killed him, and that draws her back into it. Murder, you murder. say? And, Ooh, tell me more. And Hardcastle goes on to tell her about how his father was a student. Blah, blah and he's here when the murders happened, and we finally learn that this blonde girl's name is Jill, and. We finally get into what happened to Hardcastle at Tech, what well, led he, to his transfer. Yeah. He tells Jill that his that his girlfriend that he was in love with broke up with him, so he went a little berserk, which bu- means he busted up his dorm room, cut his wrist, <laughs> and so he says, I guess I'm not very stable. I'm like, no shit, you so, think? Yeah, so... Over uh, a- Break up? <laughs> I wanna. I'm interested in this guy. Yeah, she is. She is turned on. Uh, yeah, and she's Hell, like, and she doesn't like. Oh, you poor. She's like, oh, you poor. Like, no, like, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, not too stable. Peace. I'm out. And they think you just committed murder. You just said you went on a rampage at your last school. Like, yeah, I need to get out of here. But she's your like, father's oh. a suspect in a murder from 25 years ago. And she's probably doing the, the typical girl thing. Like, oh, I can fix him. I can fix, fix him. him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't, bitch. No, you can't. So 
at this point, Marty, Jill's boyfriend, and Vashon, they exit the building. Marty gets upset seeing her talking with Jason. Marty just grabs Jill, and they leave. And as he does, he tells her if he ever catches her just talking to him again, Jason will be wearing his balls as earrings. So, yes. again, he's, try- he's trying to be this big, tough asshole Dick guy. Good, yeah. Uh, Vashon, Vashon says, hey, I left my jacket upstairs, which... So that's an so excuse for him lame. to go back yeah, into the Yeah, but it's like, building. God damn it. Uh, so he heads back up, and he Vachon, runs... Now, this is where Vachon reminds me of you. Because instead of grabbing his jacket, Vachon goes to take a dump at the most inconvenient time. It seems like you take dumps at the most inconvenient <laughs> times. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so everyone out there, Marshall takes inconvenient dumps. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're about to start the podcast. Gotta take a shit. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get going. We're going to go to the bar. Gotta take a shit. Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, one thing I want to point out is, uh, is when Vachon is in this mode, he must be looking for his jacket for hours. I mean, yeah. hours. Because yeah. when, when he says, hey, I have to go back and get my jacket, it's still daytime. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting a little darker outside, but it's still day. When yeah. He, when he, by the time he gets but, done. When he leaves, it's, it's pitch black. black. It's dark. Yeah. Um, so, of course, he hears noises while he's walking through alone, walking along through campus, and which, again, a college campus that's just, like, abandoned. Like, there's nobody on this college campus. And he sees someone walk by or someone by, and for some reason, he decides to go investigate. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, the- it's a college campus. People are walking around. You think you may have saw somebody? Guess what? You probably did. Why would you go investigate? They didn't try to harass you. They didn't say anything to you. They didn't get your attention. They just walked fucking by. Yeah. And now he's like, who's there? I'm going to make me mad. Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Easy, buddy. Yeah. Just someone walking around. Uh, but yeah, the not, but he, the blurry red POV shit comes back. And basically, Vashon just pulled screaming into a dark doorway. That's, That's it. it. We cut to some uh, someone reading the school paper, uh, and now reads "football star found dead" featuring, and it shows a picture of Vashon. So I guess Vashon was a football star. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. He looked pretty. Do- he looked dumpy. Pretty to me. doughy to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the star, like left guard. Must be the third string. <laughs> yeah, must be a small school. <laughs> uh, and, but it turns out it's the female detective and her partner, the goofy guy, enters. They discuss <laughs> the case. Fucking face. Um, during this conversation, he holds up a black brawl from the girl. Yeah, so he's he just, he's, he's talking about he's he's like we have to make, he's like they say they have we have to make an arrest or else um or else they're gonna shut the school down. And I, then, I, then there was a long pause. We're talking like a minute pause. And he goes and our jobs. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> they're gonna shut the school down. Pause for almost 30 seconds and our jobs. Like, does that mean they're going to shut your job down? Are you not going to have a job anymore because the school closed? Uh, what is going on? So, yeah, but anyway, he's sitting at the desk. He's like, oh, how does this all fit? He's got the, he's got all the evidence. All the evidence is just sitting on his desk. Which is like three items. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's the little amulet that it's they the, found. Yeah, the t- a bloody rag. And then the girl's bra. Oh, yeah. Which he holds up and he stares at. Yes. Like, He's holding it up and just staring at it while his partner's looking at him. He goes, Ugh. shakes his head, and then he sticks it in, in his coat pocket. <laughs> he puts it in his coat pocket and while like, making what? the stupidest faces. And this whole time, his female partner says and does nothing. 
Like this is completely she's like normal nodding behavior. her head like yeah 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 like right. he always just shoves women's bras into his which is not pocket. only is it fucking weird that he's holding on to women's underwear but it's also evidence as well yeah <laughs> fuck this guy he's weird okay, so we <laughs> I kind of kind of love him still <laughs> we go back to Professor Drake so she's in her office she's reading the school paper and now there's a new uh, student assistant with her it's the it's the the. I, I can't. I, I'm just using this as an identifier. So anyone who's gay and offended by this, it's the dyke, the one that the guy calls a dyke. Okay. Her. Uh, well, her name. It turns out her name is Doreen. I'll start calling her Doreen. Doreen. Then. All right, Doreen the dyke. Ah, oh, I mean, ah, oh, you did it. I did it. Just Doreen. So, Dragstone tells Doreen to follow her, and the moment she's been preparing for, preparing her for is here at last. Like, preparing her for She's been your TA for, like, a day. <laughs> How much preparation could you have possibly done? Your other fucking TA's dead. <laughs> you're, you're just not paying attention to who you're working with. <laughs> you kids all look the same to me. You're all animals. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back in Moxie's classroom. The students are gathered, and they're talking about taking actions into their own hands because the cops haven't solved the case yet. But, I mean... Who can blame him? I mean, it's only been two days right. since the first killing. That's, I know. That's more than enough time to solve, solve a double homicide, right? I mean, that's totally logical. Well, I guess it'd be triple now. Yeah, now LaShawn But is No, dead. they're right. They better form up a posse. <laughs> it, we'll, let's go get them. It's time to regulate. Yeah. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. Yeah. Man, that takes me back. I know, regulator. Mount up. <laughs> it was a clear black night. Oh. Clear white moon. Warren G was on the street trying to consume. I'm not going to go the whole thing, but I used to have that thing memorized. Uh, anyway, you sound like quite a white boy. I know. <laughs> What was I going to try to do for... Anyway, fuck him. Yeah. So in comes Moxie. Chad tells him that they want to try to catch the killer themselves. So Moxie, at first, he's all for it. He's saying the cops have no chance. Uh, no <sighs> chance in hell! This is this, little Vince McMahon there. This this is ridiculous. Like, he's he's Moxie is so distraught. He, keeps take, he takes off his glasses, rubs his head, puts his glasses back on. He does this like three or four times. Oh, I know. Three or four times. And the, the camera is so tight on his face. It's really uncomfortable. I thought that was a yeah. I thought that was a really weird choice too. Like it's almost right. like his nose like pressed up against the it's lens. Right it's right so on his close. face. So he's like, "Oh, uh, you, you, you! I cannot subject your chi- these you children to this." And like, but we want to help. He's like, "Do okay. do you really want to?" Oh, oh, I can't do it. And this yeah, whole, he's going back and forth and back and forth. It's like you fucking cock tease. Just get over it. Say yes or no. Yeah. And this whole time he's taking his glasses on and off, rubbing his head, crying like, ugh. Uh, yeah, and I also want to point this out, because this was the second time I noticed this, but he wears clip-on bow ties. Which are ridiculous. Yeah, they're huge. He had one that was, like, almost like a metallic silvery gray. Well, like a silvery, like, it almost looked like aluminum foil. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But the first two times, like, you know, I noticed this in the very opening of the movie when they find the first dead bodies, and then like in this scene. Ties. Yeah, but the problem is they're not. For center bow ties, you know, you, you clip yeah, on center. You center it. His bow ties are like, clipped on like, his side. Co- they're, like on his collar, <laughs> like on the, like, the, the pointy it's part not, of his it's collar. Like, off center. They're, like, yeah. way off center. It's like, what? Is, yeah, what? I that's that a too. weird. Did nobody catch that? It's bizarre. So, anyway, all That's the his stu- thing, Marshall. That's his thing. All the students want to help. So, Mark, yeah, Mark's like, fuck it. Okay, let's do this. 
And now we get to a very quick scene of Dragstone and the janitor talking in, in, in the hallway. And the only reason I bring the bring this up is because this is where I realized the janitor was the weird Igor guy from the flashback. This is where I first realized that. Okay. Like, okay. Snapes. Yeah. So Moxie goes into storytelling mode and, and tells the kids about how the Chupacabra has been summoned here just like it was 25 years ago. And from out of nowhere, and for no logical reason, Chet shouts out, it was Dregstone, I've always hated that bitch. Yeah, like, like what? how did you get that? How, yeah. did, you, how did you, where did that come from? Exactly, that's my very next note, like, how, what do you think, there's zero uh-huh. evidence or yeah. reason to assume, based on what his character knows so far, that it's her. None. There's none. Weird. During this conversation, Mox reveals that he apparently has moderate sorcery powers, but due to his advanced age, his powers are weakening? What the fuck? I mean, just we, moderate sorcery We just powers. crossed into a whole new realm of shit now. Now we're getting the supernatural. Like, and he's just like, the kids are like, okay. Yeah, and it's are like, like on board. Like, totally cool, man. Yeah. Totally normal. Like, They're not like, wait, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. What'd this fucking old guy say? <laughs> yeah, Moxie just became like Doctor Strange all of a right. sudden. It's like, what the fuck? Like, so during the conversation, uh, I just did this. Uh, he, Moxie does ask the students if they can meet him here tonight at 11 o'clock. Mari says, fuck that. Tonight's the big Halloween party at the frat house. And Hardcastle then goes like all dead poet society. He stands up at attention saying, where would you like us to meet? Oh, captain, my captain. Jesus. I was like, what the fuck? I like, this is, it's so awful. It's so bad. So I'm skipping ahead a smidge to Dregstone and her TA in their office, and they're putting on what I guess you would call like ritualistic robes. Yeah, it's but it's, they it's, just look like a crazy person. Like Dregstone especially looks like a crazy person with all this shit she has on. Yeah, yeah, like robes and capes and headdresses and like she looks insane. Yeah. I guess she's supposed to be like an Aztec priestess or something. Yeah, very something like an Aztec. But it's but it's, it's, it's not quite Aztec. It's like German like folklore she looks, from looks more gypsy to me. Like than yeah, she's else. got like Eastern European gypsy type stuff on with like yeah. maybe a Mexican head. Like yeah, the head, headdress looks more Indian because it's, it's like feather. It's yeah. like a scarf. It's like a headscarf with a few feathers in it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, so Chet and his girl are standing outside at the front steps. Um. Waiting for the others. She hears something that says, I think it's coming from the sacred grove. The sacred fucking grove. Like, now, w- was this college built in Fern Gully or <laughs> like some magical D&D land? You've got to be shitting me. A sacred grove? Did you not miss the part or see the part where they actually mentioned why it's called Sacred Grove? I, <sighs> Oh, Marshall Hampton, you are striking out today. I Maybe, you know, I, everybody has an off day, but God damn this. They, they looked at, everyone's like, Sacred Grove, what the fuck is it called that? And Chet goes, yeah, that's where a lot of sacred ladies lose their virginity. That's why it's called Sacred Grove. It's like a nickname for the place. So they explain it. You just keep missing these things, man. I'm so this movie just you are. drained me. Like I was like so like uh Man, you are you are getting shut out today. But still like I just thought I was like fuck, whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> the camera shows Jill sitting on the steps alone, waiting for Marty. She too hears sounds, but she ignores them. And we go we cut to the frat house Halloween party. Which where, looks pretty awesome. Yeah, drunk Marty's dressed up like a clown. He looks a lot. Like he should be in Clown uh, Camp Massacre. Clown Camp Massacre. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, he realizes he's late, so he leaves, but not before he takes a bottle of Jack with him. And that party looked pretty awesome. It did look a good party. Mm-hmm. It would have been a good party. Uh, we go back to Jill, who starts following the noises she hears, and she bumps into Hardcastle. And creepy Jander is just watching them from the shadows. Now, up come Shet and his girl, and all four of them decide, fuck waiting for Marty, let's go check out the Sacred Grove. And after a few shots of drunk Marty stumbling through campus... Like, it's they're so tight on his face as he's stumbling about, and his shoes are making so much noise. Oh, Because he's wearing giant clown yeah. shoes, and they're like, glabonk, glabonk, glabonk. <laughs> it's so annoying, and it just distracts you from what's going on. Yeah, we come back to the group who are still just sitting on the front steps, but I'm like, did I thought you were just check decide, yeah, go to Sacred Grove? Why are you just sitting there? But, so, uh, anyway, the Janner is sneaking up on the female cop, who apparently is sneaking around the building herself with her gun pulled. Yeah, she has her gun out for no reason. Yeah, no reason. And again, this is such bullshit, because there's no way in hell that she wouldn't hear this guy sneaking behind her, because one, he's only like two, maybe three feet behind her at best, and he's stepping like crunching on like all these dead, dead leaves. leaves. They're just foliage, foliage. yeah. Like, it's so loud. She stops, pulls out her cell phone to call her partner back to the station. Captain Funny Face. Now, this tard jumps, like, <laughs> he jumps at a pussy every time the phone rings. You see a shot where the phone rings, he jumps. The phone rings, he jumps. He's scared of everything. Yeah. And let me also say he's a shitty fucking cop, because, again, I don't think it's proper police procedure to send one person after a suspected murderer. They would go together, because they're safety right. numbers, use the right. battle buddy system, it's your partner. But he just sends her off by himself, by herself. But Risey answers the phone. We see the janitor kill the female cop by stabbing the head with what looked like a decorated wooden stick. <laughs> I, I guess it might be supposed to be a tomahawk, but it looked like a decorated wooden I stick. I thought it was an axe or something. Well, like that a would be a tomahawk. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it looked. Yeah, it's just decorated. Not hearing her voice over the, the over the phone, the cop leaps up. Runs out of the office Barbara! As, her, as her body is dragged away by the janitor. Now back to the group. Moxie finally shows up. He's all out of breath and barely able to stand. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was he doing? CrossFit before he yeah, showed I up? Guess. Jesus Christ. And he says, thank goodness you're all still here. I'm like, no shit, they're still there, old man. They've been waiting for you this whole time. Yeah. It's not like you... You were here earlier, and you left. Yeah. They come back for, and look at him, and they're still there. Maybe he's just fucking really fucking late. Yeah. Oh, he's thank like, God you're still here, because I'm really sorry. I had to squeeze in a workout before yeah, I got here. At this point, I just put, like, a, like yeah. a frowny face, exasperated. God, this writing is fucking awful. Like, I just You put frowny face in your notes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. That's okay. Fi- finally, the whole group now heads out to f- investigation, the sacred grove. Finally. The cop arrives on campus and some is able to perf but he's oh god, I hate everything about this movie. He's able to perfectly find the exact spot where his partner was killed immediately. immediately. He finds her cell phone and like some blood on the leaves. And again, this is nighttime on a college campus. The chances of him finding this exact spot are so fucking slim. It's ridiculous. He's that damn good, Marshall. He's a fucking tart is what he is. <laughs> So he th- and he still thinks Hardcastle is behind this whole thing, like right? The- and so now the group sneaks into the Sacred Grove where they find Dregstone and her TA performing some ritual, like around a fire. Yeah, they have like a little fire, and they're chanting and yeah, know. they're 
it's yeah, who knows? Chet and Hardcastle decide to charge in to break up the ritual, followed closely by Jill. So Chet and Jason tackle Dragstone while Jill takes the TA. And in while Chet and Jason are in the midst of wrestling with Dragstone, she just up and disappears. Yeah, she just like gets up and it's like boo. I mean, this is the shittiest effect where you just like turn the camera off with her in frame and then you turn it back on with her out of frame. It's that fucking shitty. She's gone. And they're going, huh? huh? What? what? Uh? So now, again, we have. And then, you see her, and then you see her like maybe 10 feet away running away. Yeah. And they see her and they don't give chase. She's like a 60 year old woman. Short over and plump. A, overweight 60 year old woman like. Jogging through the woods is like, oh, there she is. Why don't they give chase? They're and not just even go, jogging through eh. the woods. It's the couch. It's like the quad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, she's just like jogging away. Why don't they give chase? I don't know. I don't know. They either. decide not to. So meanwhile, Moxie's just standing by a tree with his hands up, chanting some sorcery mumble jumble. Yeah. While Chet's girl just stands by and watches. However, she doesn't get stand- watched too long because the ninja janitor sneaks up behind her. Covering her mouth and dragging her away, which of course Moxie doesn't hear, even, even though, though she's, she's going, ah, ah, and she's less than a foot away. He's too busy chanting. Yet Chet clearly sees this, and he attacks a janitor, who again, like a fucking ninja, dodges all of Chet's attacks. And this whole quote-unquote fight sequence looks like ass. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of the worst really things I've ever seen. They just kind of like run at each other and then fall over, run at each other and fall over. Yeah, it's like I don't Chet understand. Chet trying to run at the janitor. Janitor's kind of like like matador. Like, like both just said like, moves out of the way. Chet like falls on the ground. Yeah, he he's not like throwing him. He's just like kind of falling over when he misses. He takes like a half a step to his left, and Chet, and then Chet just really, falls over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually, the janitor runs off, and uh, I think Jason runs after. Yeah, Hardcastle gives chase. Okay. So, the rest try to get answers from the TA, but she refuses to talk because they are the enemy. She's making a big ordeal about this. Now, drunk Marty is seen. He's sitting on the steps, shouting out, Come on, guys, I wasn't that late. He pukes and then decides to lay down on the sidewalk to take a nap. Hey, he's fucked up. Yeah. So. so, the idiot cop now, he's stumbling through to some tall brush. Why? I have no fucking idea because the sidewalk is only two feet to his right. I mean, you can clearly see sidewalk, tall grass brush. And right. He, and he's going through the brush. The brush. And he's like, like ah, ah. he's getting annoyed by, get out of the fucking brush, yeah, that asshole. Exactly. And, <sighs> but this, I guess he finally learned his lesson because now he calls for backup. But it only took the death of his partner to finally follow <laughs> protocol here. But now, of course, his phone doesn't work. Oh, yeah. He goes, batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Back to drunk Marty, and the red blurry POV comes back. Approaching Marty, Marty spouts out some drunken words before he too is dragged off by the red blur. So he's dead. Dragstone is shown running behind the cabin into the building where she stops only to say, Not this time, Harold Moxie. That's it. Yeah. Why'd you just, why stop to say, just keep. They stop, get really tight on her, she puts her glasses on, and then delivers that line. Not this time, Harold Moxie. That's the That's scene. it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I don't even want to finish this movie. <laughs> like, I, ugh. Anyway, so ugh, the chase between Jason and the janitor continues. The janitor scales up a fire escape, again, like a fucking ninja. And he, tr- Jason tries to foul, but he's stopped by the cop who yeah. shoots at Hardcastle. 
Takes a shot at him. I'm like, God damn, someone please take this guy's badge away. <laughs> How the fuck did he make detective anyway? He's shooting at unarmed people and has absolutely zero evidence zero. that Hardcastle is the murderer, but he opens fire on him anyway. So Hardcastle stops, the cop comes up, and just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah, but, like, but pistols- luckily he sucks at all aspects of police work because he does miss Hardcastle. Yes. So like you said, he runs yeah. up and pistol whips him. Hardcastle's like, whoa, 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 stop shooting. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing. He's going to get away. He's going to get away. And he's like, ah, doesn't care. And he sl- pistol whips him in the face. And then, and then starts kicking, kicking him, him in the down. ribs while he's down. <laughs> so oh. while he's kicking him in the ribs, the other group that comes back, Moxie, Chet, and the girl... And Jill come up and they go. Oh, oh no! We're not said. Yeah. They even go, Lieutenant. Hey, Lieutenant. Yeah, he's he's the Lieutenant. Just, How yeah. do you make Lieutenant? So they even say, Hey, Lieutenant. He stops, turns around, sees who it is, and shoots, shoots. his gun at he him. He shoots the girl. He <laughs> shoots Chet's girlfriend. It's not even like he was surprised. They said him his name. Yes. You know, it wasn't like Harry or they're they were far away. They were like 10, 20 feet away. He had enough time to turn around. Identify who they were and still shoot his gun. Shoots the girl. Oh, oh. So the TA that they were holding captive, she she takes off in all this confusion. Yeah. The cop orders Chet to take the girl to his car. He's like, "I'm so sorry." And I just I like the fact that during this whole exchange, you just see like random cars driving by in yeah. the background, yeah. like not even that far away, just driving by casually. Um. Jason tells Mox that he's going after the janitor while a crying Jill, why she's crying, I have no, I have no fucking idea, asks, what about you, Moxie? What are we going to do about you? He tells her, don't worry about me, uh, that he's going to go inside because he can feel a dragstone in there and that I the power feel- is coming out. What the shit? Yeah, I can feel her presence. So now he's got, like, the force. Yeah, so it's now like, he's like Darth Vader. Yeah. You know? Now, before I go on, I guess if Moxie has known about Dregstone this whole time, why did he wait until now to do something about it? And work with her closely. Yeah, yeah. why didn't he use his sorcery back in 1975 when the first people were killed? Instead of, like, wait. bicker over tenure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he waits, like, 20-something years until three more kids are murdered to finally do something about something he's known about. Apparently, he's known about this whole time. Ugh. So, Chet... Loads the girl into the back of the cop's car, and he's about to hop in the front seat, but she stops him. And she tells him not to come with her because the others need him. And I'm like, really? They need him? Is, is Chet something like the chosen one or something? <laughs> like, what is he going to do? Chet. So back to Jason and Jill, who are on top of one of the buildings, and he helps her off the fire escape, and she repays him by kissing him. Ooh. And she's like, make so much for that boyfriend of hers. And they just start like, okay. And she just went from crying to being in a panic about the situation to now it's make out time. To now being horny. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're chasing, we have, we have wizards and witches. We have a chupacabra female vampire. We got a ninja janitor. janitor. Your friend just got shot by, you know, mush face cop. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I think it's time to make out. Yeah. I think it's time for some rooftop makeout sesh. Yeah. So the two of them are making out on the roof while the... And ni- they are making out. Oh, yeah. There's, it's not... They're, it's full on It's not out. like a little kiss and like, okay, that was fun. We will, we'll continue this later. No, it's... It, like, yeah. no, baby. We're bow, going bow, now. Bow, bow. Yeah. 
Ninja Jander sneaks out from, but I guess like some kind of brick chimney and just stands there watching them. He's just watching, being a voyeur. Yeah, and he's like, hold, he's holding like, like a, a broomstick handle or yeah. something like that, and he's like licking his lips and he's like, yeah. he just stands. Yeah, he watches it for like a good ten seconds or more, just staring, at him, and then he kind of, then he just kind of hides again. Hides again. <laughs> it's like what? So, uh, but somehow Chet spots them making it on the roof from down below and yells up to them. They ask, "Hey, Chet, you want to come up here?" And you like, want to get in on some of this action? Yeah, Chet? she's like, "No, I'm gonna go. Around, <laughs> I'm gonna go poke around some more down here." So you think that'd be time for the hard castle? Yeah, and Jill. Like, oh, time to get back to Tazakan. Nope, nope. Let's go back to back to making out. Uh, yeah, I put like uh, stop getting back on hand, stopping the magical murderous <laughs> professor. And it was, uh, yeah, yeah, they just go back to making out. And the janitor continues to watch. Yeah. So uh, anyway. So Chet goes on about Snoop. He, he's going snooping around the, the, the outside of the building. The whole time he's talking to himself. And Chet's supposed to be the comic relief character yeah. of this movie. But again, the writing and the acting fails the so way, hard. The way I got it was he was like, a, I mean, we're talking about a tragically poor person. It's a Chris Farley. Yeah, he even he, he tries to mimic some of his because he's movements. a big he's a big guy. He's, he's not, not that big though. Well, he's bigger than everybody else. Yeah, but uh, he's not really fat either. No. He's just he's just kind of a you know thick guy. Thick, yeah. thick is a way I describe him. He's a thick dude, you know. Um, and he's just kind of like making like kind of jerky motions and talking to himself a whole lot. And he's got like a like blondy red hair. Yeah, he's a he's so a redhead. He's, he's kind of has a Chris Farley sort of. He's trying. It, it seems like he's trying to be the super poor man's Chris Farley. I guess. But it just the writing is accurate. It just keeps it from happening, yeah. and he just seems more to me. He's just more annoying than funny. It, it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. And we cut back to Jason and Jill, who are still making out on the roof. And it looks like uh, Ninja Janner is about to attack. They he's, do he's... stop sucking face long enough for Jill to tell him that she doesn't care about Marty anymore. And then they go right back to kissing. And yep. then Chet enters this other green lit room. He smells something awful and runs back outside, shouting up to Jason and Jill. We cut back to the makeout couple, and this is where we see the yeah, janitor who, about to attack. It yes, looks like. but when the janitor hears Chet yelling, yelling mm-hmm. out about finding a secret room, the janitor's like, "Fuck that!" Runs right past Jason and Jill. He's like, "Oh no!" And yeah. and he's like, go, "And then Jason and Jill just they give chase of the janitor." Now they chase him down several flights of stairs, which is weird because. The way they all ran off, it looks like they would have gone right back on the fire escape, but now they're in the building. And the whole time, the janitor is starting to sound like Gollum to me. Like, he's like, <laughs> precious, my yeah. precious. Like, he's, yeah, he's, anyway, I don't know. It's just, it's Gollum and Renfield combined. And meanwhile, Moxie is in the, uh, uh, Drexel's office, and he takes like a handful of, of some stuff from like a small box on our desk, and he leaves. I don't really know what it is. And he even take... says, "Let's see about this." Yeah, dreadstone. Yeah, and then walks out. So he's got something. Something. So Jason, Joe, they run into Moxie in the hallway, and somehow they manage to hear Dreadstone down in the basement below them, like a whole floor below him. But they easily can... more than maybe more than one. Yeah, yeah. but they but they somehow easily can hear they her. Hear her chanting. So Jason and Jill run out to run out to find the stairs that Chet was talking about, while Moxie pulls out Talzin from his cardigan and heads off on his own. He enters the greenlit boiler room we saw before. He's chanting, holding up his talisman, <sighs> and suddenly the fucking cop just pops back up. He runs into Jason and Jill, 
he still thinks it's a hard cast and wants to arrest Jason, but Jill convinces him to help otherwise. They convince him to help him. Mm-hmm. They find Mari's dead body in a in a really poorly acted out scene, and it's just it's really shit. It's this is awful. funny. So they're about to go into the the to the boiler room or the yeah. pipes or wherever it is. You know, they find like pieces of clown lying around. And, you know, Jill covers her face in a Jason's chest. And Jason just goes, maybe you should stay here with this dead body. Yeah. You know? <laughs> maybe you should stay here. What? Huh? Yeah, stay here with yeah, your, your, your mutilated boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah, so stay right here. And she's like, no, I'm coming with you. So they all go into the green lit boiler room. And it's, yeah. it's the biggest fucking system of tunnels and pipes yeah, it's, ever. It, it, maintenance tunnels. Um, it's like a fucking labyrinth down there. Yeah, it's, it's so big, and everyone's it, the scenes are so long. Uh, everyone's lost, going, "How do we get out of here?" And they're just going over the same areas over and over and yeah, over it's and over. Awful. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, it's yeah. Um. Uh, but in in between those shots, what you just said, there you we see there's a few shots of like uh, a dragstone near TA. Uh, standing in the tunnel, chanting, holding up some kind of item or something. And at one point, the janitor, I mean, this is where I actually put Renfield, um, he finds an, he's, he go, he finds like an alcove, like this little side room in the tunnels. But, and this is like severed body parts thrown around for some yeah. reason. And he goes, and he's like, no! th- yeah, he throws up his arms going, no. And then he just leaves back into the Doesn't make any sense. Like, what's the point of that? Like, I don't Who get it. Who is that? Yeah. What's going on? Exactly. So now we switch back to the, again the red blurry POV angle as the camera rounds the corner, meets up with Dragstone and Doreen. Seeing whatever this is, Doreen freaks out, takes off running in fear. While Dragstone still stands there. But she chance. doesn't run away from she the runs red. She runs right thing. at it. She runs straight towards it. And I'm like, that's this shitty directing the camera work. You should I mean, as a director should pick like listen, if the camera is, is gonna the be monster. a monster. Don't run straight towards it if you're afraid. You run the opposite direction. So, Dragstone continues to chant while holding up this thing that looks like a gingerbread teddy bear. Dude, it looks so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And the red POV, I think, goes after Doreen, who is now hiding behind Moxie. She she runs into Moxie and hides behind Moxie, and the red POV comes at him. Yeah, and, and he's holding up his talisman chanting, and we see... We see them through the red POV, and they and they're they're cornered. They're in a corner. Yeah. They back, uh, hearing screaming. Jason, Jill, and the cop take off running down one of the tunnels where they run into Chet again. So everybody's meeting up again. Right. They round a corner and they find the janitor standing over Moxie's body. The cop shoots the janitor in the head, <laughs> killing him. <laughs> the cop again. Who doesn't know for cert- certain that this guy killed Moxie? Yeah, he apparently he, the whole. Under arrest thing doesn't Does not apply. Exist. He just wants to shoot just everybody. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Let God sort him out. <laughs> you know, he just sees him. The guy. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the guy could have been like, "Oh, help this guy! I just found him." Yeah, he, we don't. He wouldn't no, know exactly. He doesn't. He hasn't seen him, and he just goes bam and shoots him in the fucking head. Shoots him in the head, which is probably our best effect of the whole movie. Yeah, you see, kind of like blood splatter out the back of his head, and it snapes is now dead. And keep in mind, it's the best effect movie, but it's still a shitty effect. Still a shitty effect. So, uh, uh, oh god, where was I? I just totally lost my notes. Uh, oh, oh, uh, 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 and then the cop, he he doesn't even stay behind to help Moxie. Check it. He shoots the janitor and then he takes off running after Dregstone. Yeah. So he just kills and runs. 
So Moxie, who is now bloody, tells Jason and Jill that she must be stopped, and then he he dies. He seems to die. Yeah. So now the red POV is like hovering or whatever in front of Dragstone. It turns around and there's the cop. Upon seeing whatever this is, the cop shoots at it, which does nothing. He takes off running, being chased by the red POV, uh, which the red POV catches up with him, and the scene cuts away to an empty tunnel as we hear the cop scream. Right. Back to Jason and Jill and Chet, who are just hanging around Moxie's body. From out of the darkness comes the severed hand of the cop still holding the gun. It's like thrown down the hall. Yeah, it's like... Just, it's like, just, it just appears out of nowhere, and it just like... It's so rubber. Yeah, oh, fake. it's, so, it's yeah. like bouncing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just bounces around a little bit. Uh, so Jason picks it up, takes the gun. Did you notice that Jason's now wearing gloves? He was never wearing gloves. No. He's got like leather gloves on. I totally missed that. It's so weird. Um, Chet looks at the gun like he's looking at a Playboy for the very first time. Whoa. Yeah. And he delivers the line, come on, we've got to stop Dregstone. But oh my God, is it Bad, yeah, the way yeah, he delivers yeah, it. Yeah, it's so, like it's like you're eight years old playing army. Yeah, we gotta stop him. You know, it's even worse than that. Yeah, but yeah. so anyway, the three of them rush off, and they eventually do find Dragstone. Jill and Chet tell Jason to shoot her, which he does in a very anticlimactic way. Yeah, but it's like at the same time, I really hate this. They don't have enough information to make this decision to kill this <clears throat> woman, or at least I wouldn't. You know, I mean, basically, you're going on the whim of this crazy old fart. Well, yeah, it was like basically, you know. he was, most people probably think he's senile. Like he's, I would start thinking, okay, this guy's senile yeah. dementia or something like going on. But you he's know, about having magical powers and all this. And so, yeah, Jason's like, all right, all right shoots, shoots her, her dead. Shoots her dead. She falls on the floor. She mumbles out one last chant, and she dies. Now, Chet places the talisman on her body, and Jill starts crying again for no reason. Now, from out of the shadows comes Moxie, with, still alive. With no shirt on. Yes, he's weird. He's shirtless for some reason. <laughs> he's like, just why is this old man shirtless? And, and like, throughout the movie, you know, kind of like Moxie looks like he's in poor health. He's kind of hunched over a little bit. He's yeah. kind of a little shaky. He's standing tall. And he's, like, you know, he's standing up tall. And he's, like, walking with more confidence. He looks like a totally different type of person. He's like, ha, ha, ha. With his shirt off. With his shirt off. And Chet says, oh, I may have made a small mistake telling you he was dead. At this point, Chet and Moxie buddy up to each other, and Chet starts talking. He starts talking differently. Like, dude, he, he, Chet turns into kind of a Renfield-type, like, henchman. Yeah. He puts his armor on Moxie and, like, gr- starts rubbing his chest. Yes. He, like, Moxie- grabs his stomach and oh just, like, grabs a handful of, like, his fat, and then just starts rubbing his chest and his yes. stomach. I'm like, whoa! Moxie comes clean and tells Jason Jill that he needed to kill Dregson before she could kill all of his little girls. And that she was so powerful to take head, like he couldn't take her head on, so he needed the help to do it. And so I guess there's multiple chupacabras now. I guess, and, yeah. And, and is she so powerful? One bullet? Yeah, one bullet. You couldn't stop? You, 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 you couldn't could, shoot her with one bullet? You couldn't have done this years ago? <laughs> you just couldn't have shot her? Yeah. At some point? She's not that powerful. Yeah. Um, Idiot. <laughs> so, yeah. So Chet then chimes in with, "Now that the janitor is gone, I get to take, I get to take care of her." Moxie says yes, 
And this year she seems extraordinarily hungry. So, first of all, if the janitor was the caretaker of the Chupacabra, but he was Dragstone, Dragstone, why would... Who was the good guy? Why was the janitor then? Why, shouldn't the janitor been sided with Moxie then? I've got zero clue as to what's happening here. Yeah, this are they both bad? Now, now I'm starting to think maybe they were both bad fighting over the chuka, chupacabra. Yeah, or you was know, she simply good trying to stop? This I have from no idea because they really fucked this yeah, up. Because yeah. this doesn't make any sense. If she was controlling the chupacabra or being responsible for keeping it at bay, she was doing a piss poor job because exactly. it killed one, two, three, four, five people. Five or six. Yeah. You know, I mean, without and, and she was supposed to be while she was under her watch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she fucked up. Exactly. So that's why I don't know if she's good or bad. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, there's no... Again, the writing of this is awful. Mm-hmm. It's the, So Chet and Moxie laugh, their evil laugh, <laughs> as the red POV rushes up to them. But, but, before- but, but not before we get a very <laughs> quick shot of Chet... Going in and about to lick old man Moxie's nipple. His tongue is out so far, and he's, like, going for the nip. He's yeah. like, <laughs> just going to lick his nipple. Yes. Why did they shoot that? Yeah, I don't know. So Why is that there? <laughs> so the red POV rushes up to Jason and Jill. They turn to face the camera. The camera freezes. Freeze frame. Red, it's all red. Screaming. Scream. Blackout. Roll credits. That's the... Terror at Baxter U. Oh, my God. This movie's fucking awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. But I had stuff I wanted to comment on at the end of this, but now I can't even think what it was. Uh, but so, I, I, Easy, buddy. I don't Take know. a breath. I had stuff I wanted to ask, go, to, to bring up here, but I, I totally lost my train of thought. I, I can't remember what it is. So that's going to really bother me later when I can't <laughs> come to me. But anyway, let's go into uh, Favorite Kill. There can be only one. Favorite kill. Now, normally I let Aaron start with this, but this this week, I, just in case, I don't want to put Aaron in a spot. Ooh. Um, I'm going to start because this week I refuse to answer this question. Wow. Because there are no good kills. There's nothing in this movie. Most, almost everything you never see. Well, there's so bullshit about this movie, too. You never see a kill. Nope. You really, well, the only kill you see, the two kills you see are people getting shot, and who cares? Yeah. It's it's like you don't see the kills. You see... The after effect. Yeah, and, and it's like you don't even... You know what? You don't even see the fucking monster. No, you never see... You what, never the, see the monster. You never see the monster. You don't even see like a claw hand. Yeah, you don't see a piece of it. You don't see a claw. You don't see a hand. I mean, we, there's tons of older horror movies where you don't see the actual kill, but at least like a knife being raised or like the chainsaw coming down, and then they cut... You don't... You know, or, it's just nothing. Or monster movies where you see like... The paw, the claw, or the the hairy hand move by, yeah, or the foot, or you know them moving in the shadow. I mean, even, not even a shadow, not even a shadow. No, just this shitty monochromatic red screen that looks like you're underwater and you can't. It's awful. So if you're not gonna play, I'm gonna say uh, Snape's. You're gonna say Snape. Yeah. I'm not. I'm refusing because there's nothing for me. Just because that was the best effect. Okay, I mean, it wasn't even that great. Yeah, it it was fucking shitty. So on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Now, ratings for this movie, IMDb gives it a 3.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there's no tomometer score whatsoever. 
Uh, but it has a 17% audience score, which I think is insanely high. That's super low, but that's insanely high in my And Amazon, one and a half stars out of five on Amazon. So at least Amazon's, yeah. that, that's nice. It's one of the lowest I think we've had on Amazon. Yeah, definitely one of the lowest, if not the lowest. Uh, as far as trivia, there was, the only thing I could even get out of this, and it's not even trivia, I just got off the end of the credits just because uh, I couldn't find anything else. Uh, this was filmed at Michigan State University. <laughs> That's your trivia. That's my trivia. Filmed at Michigan State. At Michigan State University. The Wolverines. Um, which? Oh, wait, no, that's not Michigan State. That's uh, yeah, Spartans. Yeah, my, my bad. Okay. Uh, which I wonder. This is what now I wanted. This brings back what one thing I was going to talk about. Because uh, we were talking about how you mentioned that the first half of this movie takes place in like a classroom and a hallway and an office. And I'm wondering because if this did take place at a, at a university, if that was like okay, we'll let you film here, but you can only use these spots right probably. so they had to film like the whole movie okay this is all we have to work with yeah. well then this is what we got to film yeah 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 so that's my that's what i'm thinking happened with that um i could be completely wrong i don't fucking know but that's just my guess um budget game there's no budget for this fuck that i couldn't find anything um so unfortunately that brings us well not unfortunately but we do get going to five star reviews five star reviews these special movies have a place in these special people's hearts Five-star reviews. So, surprisingly, well, I shouldn't say surprisingly, there were no five-star reviews for this movie. Really? Really. That's none. kind of a rare thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a rarity. I mean, you always get one or two, it yeah. seems, but none, huh? There were absolutely zero um, five-star reviews. There was actually only four reviews total for this movie that I could find. Wow. The highest, <clears throat> excuse me, the highest review being a three-star review. Ooh. From Willie Day. Titled, not a great movie, but watchable. Good storyline, poor acting, boring dialogue, lame characters. The professor's costume is unrealistic. The twist ending was okay. Easy not to watch, but still gives it three stars. That's pretty generous. That's very, for that review, that's very generous. He's just like, this movie sucked, but uh, eh, three stars. Yeah. (laughs) I'm feeling generous. Yeah. You caught me on the day of my daughter's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so one star reviews. There are three of them. Okay. Um, from Bombed. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, another cr- crummy D-rated movie on Amazon. One star. From a Kindle customer entitled Just Don't Do It. <laughs> this film is from Brain Damage, and that is also the most likely result from watching this movie. <laughs> I need to run now and make an appointment to have some scans done. I'll allow a lot of wiggle room for horror, horror, horrible horror films because I love them. And I understand that a lot of things get lost as the budget slips away from the makers. However, I knew I was in trouble when within the first 10 minutes, the lead investigator had poked a body and then wrestled an artifact out of the corpse's hand, all without a glove on or without any care to the crime scene at all. The story becomes less believable from there on. The students from the university are all caricatures. The cop is a buffoon. The professors are all either inept or want to be supervillains. It's just a travesty from beginning to end. One star. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's a, yeah. And the final one from Michael Cooper. One word. Crap. <laughs> one star. And that's that's it. That's terror. That's let's wrap this up. That was terror. Terror. Was, it was uh... terror. Finally, bad. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap up, Tara. Back to you. All right. And well, you know, to be yeah, I'm obviously so bad at scary. However, it was so bad, it was still 
kind of fun to watch. Like I was never it was everything was so convoluted and changing <laughs> and you know inaccurate and couldn't keep with its own continuity and everything was so shitty. It was almost tolerable to watch because it was so bad. But I would never watch it again. So bad and scary. Uh, I'm right there with you. So bad and scary. And, you know, I'll give lead way to independent movies because, you know, they do work with restrained budgets and, and yeah, lesser you know, actors. But keep making art. Keep trying. Yeah, keep trying. Dude, this was just so bad. Like, I, like I'm wondering if this was like a film project for somebody. Well, no, because it was written and directed by the old man himself. So... How does he could still be a student? Who knows? Who knows? Like it's this movie's fucking awful in every way. I, I barely got through this one. Like I really struggled to get through this myself. And we've sat through some real shit fest. Yeah, we. Yeah, um, yeah, was... I mean, it showed in the podcast. Like I just my notes. Like I couldn't even, half the stuff I wasn't. Even yeah, right. I, I, just... I didn't take notes, and I was still like had more. Like I was able to pull things out that you didn't have. Yeah, I just uh, so hard for me to get through this one. So yeah, so bad, scary. Don't do not watch this movie at all. Uh. So we're going to wrap up. That's that's it. Uh, check out our Facebook page if you want to uh, keep track of what we do, where we post uh, every movie, uh, the upcoming movies we're going to be doing. Uh, check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at SoBadIt'sScary, along with Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, we are HorribleHorrorPodcast. Uh, and you can download the episodes at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com, along with get them off our website. And you can download and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. All yeah, 100% us, free. Write a review. Write a review. Let, let us, us know. know. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah, if you have any movies or suggestions you want us to try to do, if you think you got one that's so bad that you, that you can, you know, really want to stick it to us, uh, make some <laughs> suggestions. We're always taking them. We've got a few. We need to we need to review. We have been getting some suggestions from some people. We need to we need to get in on But that. yeah, some of the suggestions need to be uh, need to be readily available. Like if we something that we can stream, if it's something that's obscure that we have to try to track down on Blu-ray or DVD, chance of doing it are going to be a little more slim. But uh, that's going to do it for us. In the meantime, we'll be back later. So always remember, forever, keep it tight. <laughs>